Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. As you know, we've been doing an ongoing series with my guest this segment, Scott Friedson. He's a longtime regular on the program. I really love his work. He's is one of the leading authorities I have found when it comes to all things insurance adjuster issues and problems. People out there who have terrible things happen to their home, they buy insurance to protect their home, and they're utterly disappointed with the hassle and the results and uh, when they deal with their insurance company. And so I really am a strong believer and uh, have seen too many horror stories when it's come to people who have tried to deal with insurance companies without someone like Scott in their corner. So love to spend my time with Scott I am Kevin Price. You are listening to The Price of Business. And uh, at the end of this segment, he'll wrap it up with more information about how you can learn more about him. All right. I always love having uh, on the program Scott Friesen. Uh, he's easy to introduce because he brings so much to every single interview that we have. Uh, Scott, uh, today's topic is very timely. Frankly, we, we both live in the Houston area. And it seems like I about a multifamily or apartment uh, fire anymore. It's really bizarre. And these kind of problems, you know, I watch national news too. They seem to be more um, common, which I don't understand. There's a lot of weird stuff that seems common. (laughs) It used to be unusual. But uh, let's talk about that because these fire claims and damages, they're unique in the uh, recovery process, aren't they? They really are because you're dealing with a lot of people's lives. You're dealing a lot of a lot of the apartment owners are syndicators. Um, so you have investors. Plus, of course, you have tenants. Plus, of course, you have staff. Um, same thing with a, a multifamily, like a townhouse or a condo association, homeowners association. You know, you're not dealing with just a business. You're dealing with people's lives and their homes. So it does take on a whole other element. And of course, the most important thing we we want to know when there is a fire that involves uh, apartments or multifamily is, was anybody hurt? Of course, we want to make sure that that's first and foremost is everybody's safety. And there has been a rise in uh, these large apartment and multifamily fires, and I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, there's certain variables. I mean, of course, we had COVID where everybody was staying in. They were cooking more. Um, and then you have, like, these extreme weather events where people are staying in and they're even using, like, gas stoves to heat them to heat up their units and things like that. And then um, there's just been a lot of people moving into the Texas market and, of course, into the states in general. And, and the demand for apartments is, is, it a, is, you know, it's really at peak levels. And so you have a lot of renters, uh, which is a lot of the market anyway, uh, and, and you just you, you got a lot of people uh, cooking and, and uh, lots of moving parts in, in, these, in, these, um, in these structures. And so when a fire happens, um, you know, it, it's really an unfortunate thing, but, you know, especially when you get into these older buildings that don't have firewalls, the fire can spread very quickly. Um, fire departments, uh, you know, are quick to act typically, and, and in, in, the, in the course of putting a fire out, um, they often will vent a roof, which means that they, 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 they cut into the roof um, to let oxygen out, to let the fire out so that the water can get in. And um, by the time they're all done, you've got a chopped up building <laughs> that's burnt and wet. And the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest issues we see is that um, policyholders, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a house or, or, or a commercial building or an apartment, 
some some folks uh, have this uh, this this um, mis misunderstanding that it's the insurance company's problem to mitigate the damages after a fire, and uh, nothing could really be further from the truth. Uh, most every policy I've ever seen in 15 years has a has a contractual duty of the policyholder mitigate damages and and preserve the property from further damage. And where there's confusion, oftentimes I feel is that. The insurance company doesn't want a policyholder to touch anything because they want to be able to investigate the scene, which is of course a reasonable request. But you see, you see how quickly things can get get, get off the rails when you got one party who says, "Don't touch the scene because we want to make sure that we investigate it with our arson and cause and origin people," but yet you have a duty as a policyholder to preserve the property and prevent further damages. And therein lies rub. Therein lies the rub from the very beginning. So what I always advise policyholders to do is um, to put it in, send an email to your insurance company and make sure this is in writing and say, I understand you want me to, uh, you want to preserve the property for your investigation. However, I want to mitigate it and, and take out the wet materials. Do I have your permission to do so? And if so, who do you recommend? And what happens at that point is now you're shifting the liability to the insurance company to direct you as the policyholder to act in good faith and, and tell you what, what your next steps should be. Because all too often, we have people that they'll reach out to us a month after a fire and they'll go, we got a big mess, we have mold, um, we think we have asbestos, um, we, know we did what our insurance company told us to do and we waited, and now they're telling us that we have a mold exclusion and we need help. And we come across this, and of course we have arguments for overcoming that, and that's why people hire us. But it's, it's, it's a real issue. And another thing that's really important from the very, at the very beginning is I highly recommend that policyholders um, engage a hygienist. And the hygienist, what they will do is they will test for you know mold and also for asbestos. And even if you have a newer construction building, um, not a lot of people are, are aware of this, but there was a, a bunch of drywall that came in from China um, back in the, uh, I want to say the late two, uh, 2000, like the teens, the 18, 19, that, that, that area, uh, maybe even the, earlier than that, 15 and 16. But in any event, there was asbestos in the drywall. And uh, you'd be surprised. Um, checking for things like uh, asbestos and mold and making sure that it's properly mitigated isn't, isn't really just an option. It's actually something that policyholders are legally required to do, um, you know, for per EPA or um, uh, the, the uh, Texas Department of uh, License and Registration, they, they, they have these hygienists, if they identify mold, you, you have to remediate it. You just can't ignore it and turn a blind eye. And it's also the responsible thing to do. Um, so it's important you understand what, what coverage you have in your policy. Uh, some policies cover asbestos, some don't. Some cover law and ordinance, some don't. So it's it's really important to fully understand your benefits and your exclusions, um, and the time to figure out is not as you go along. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Scott, always love having you on the program. Stop preaching the, again. You need someone in your corner. See, a lot of stuff you just described, people are innocently trying to do the right thing. They're trying to make good choices, and they're logical and ethical. And then all of a sudden, they did it wrong. <laughs> they found out they did it wrong, and it's because from government regulations to insurance companies uh, are not doing things necessarily uh, ethically uh, or our best practices. You know, the, that which is legal isn't always ethical or best. 
And uh, that's why you need someone in your corner that can help people navigate through that. Final thoughts as we wrap it up and uh, mention your website. You're, you're absolutely right. I always like to ask this question. Ask yourself this. Who is more important, the policyholders or the shareholders? And, and that question then is also ask yourself, what do you think that, that the uh, carrier is telling the Department of Insurance at that time, and what do you think they're saying to a shareholder meeting? Uh, the company that is, is uh, Insurance Claim Recovery Support, we are public adjusters. We only represent the policyholder. The website's insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com. Again, it's insuranceclaimrecoverysupport.com. Thanks so much, Kevin. Love love being here. Love having you. And for the insurance, you know, just remember, the insurance companies have their own spot fleets in their corner promoting their agenda. We do nothing but that kind of stuff all the time. And so it's like uh, being uh, someone who plays weekend baseball trying to go into a major league baseball game uh, to get some hits in. Good luck with that. And so uh, this stuff is so Great serious. Great analogy. And, yeah. Uh, this stuff is too serious for us to handle it alone. I don't care how smart you are. Uh, in fact, and you may not, even if you know do this stuff up and down, you probably lack the objectivity because you're too cool. That's how getting smart people like Scott in your corner. I'm Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.